Hey folks, this is Justin Hubbard, the sports editor of Lake Oconee News and host of Any Given Friday. Uh, we, we are starting off a little bit differently this week uh, with some news that our show is about to undergo a transition. Uh, from the start, it has been uh, me co-hosting alongside Brandon Bush from the to Messenger. Uh, Brandon is no longer with Smith Communications, which is the parent company of Lake Oconee News, the to Messenger, the Baldwin Bulletin, and Jones County News. This all developed last Friday, uh, a couple days after we recorded last week's show, and we uh, wish Brandon all the best. I'm here with Will Petty, and uh, Will has been the three of us from the start. We were just talking about this a minute ago, and uh, we're going to miss Brandon around here for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely, but you know, there's one blessing in this. We don't have to talk about Auburn all the time. <laughs> that is true. That is true. We will miss ragging him about his... Auburn Tigers, who got a big win last week, actually, which I predicted against. But yeah. anyway, we're going to miss that. We're gonna, I'm going to miss his New York Giants rant. Well, yeah, that's uh, yeah, that, that. My lord, the Ben McAdoo rant was amazing. It's the best moment in any given Friday history. Uh, and we wish Brandon all the very best, uh, but just wanted to start a little bit differently this week and let you know this episode is going to be a little bit differently. Uh, but with that said, let's get it went, started. You know, the reference, though, the uh, great – country music band Alabama I'm sure that you know with Brandon all he's got to think about now is roll on Gus Bus roll <laughs> on we're going to miss Brandon around here and uh, things are going to be different moving forward but uh, the show must go on and with that said let's get into episode 3 of season 3 This is Any Given Friday, the official podcast of Lake Country Sports, Season 3, Episode Number 3, here on Friday, September 6th. Again, my name is Justin Hubbard. I'm the sports editor of Lake Oconee News, and uh, today I'm joined by a very special guest. We planned to have him on before all of this uh, craziness the last week with Brandon leaving, but uh, we got him this week, Mr. Trevor Bowden. Uh, he is serving as the Gatewood Sports Reporter this year at Eaton Messenger. Trevor uh, first of all, how you doing? Second of all, you know, if you want to give a brief introduction, feel free to do so. All right. First, Tell us a little I'm bit about yourself. Doing great. Thanks for having me. Excited to join and be a part of it. Um, as for covering Gatewood, as a Gatewood alum from 2014, I uh, I followed the athletics closely. I obviously am well aware of how successful football's been. Um, volleyball has really turned around since I left Gatewood, um, but. Uh, Graduated in 2014, went and got my communications degree from College of Worcester. Um, played football there for four years. That's in Worcester, Ohio, so nowhere near here at all. <laughs> the frozen north. Uh, came back doing a couple different other things and reached out to y'all about helping cover Gatewood this year. And y'all uh, have let me try out, and so far, so good, I hope. So I'm excited to be part of it. You think so far, so good. No, <laughs> no you did a great job. Uh, yeah, we're excited to have Trevor on our staff this year, I guess freelancing technically, and uh, we're very excited to have him this week on Any Given Friday. And uh, Trevor, the way we usually do this is we start off talking about high school sports. Because there are three big sports going on right now, football, softball, and volleyball, we don't have the time to talk about all of those every single week. So what we're doing is rotating softball and volleyball discussions. This week we're going to talk about volleyball uh, and as we mentioned at the start of the show, we uh, did not have a Putnam County sports reporter this past week, so 
Heads up for all our listeners, our Putnam coverage is going to be extremely, extremely light this week. Uh, and just to get us started with that, Putnam Volleyball is 1-9 per the latest update over on maxpreps.com. And the Lady Eagles travel to Rockdale on Tuesday. And uh, Trevor, I'm going to I'm gonna let you kick us off with some Gatewood Volleyball updates. Uh, sounds like the Lady Gators are playing pretty well here lately. So yeah, as you mentioned, Gatewood Volleyball is off to a hot start right now. They're seven and one overall, one and zero in region. Uh, Coach Kenny Hyatt really has the the Lady Spike Gators, as I've been told they're called. Okay, uh, it's a very specific that's a, name. That's a mouthful. Okay. <laughs> the Lady Spike Gators are. I stand corrected. I guess <laughs> really rolling right now. Um, key wins against Putnam, LOA, Newton County, which is a seven A GHSA mm-hmm. school. Um, and then their lone region win right now against Bethlehem Christian. Uh, their only loss this year was to AAA GHSA school East Jackson. Um, that was actually their f- second game of the year. So, um, But led by four key seniors, uh, McKay Hyatt, Claire Morris, Abby K. Moore, and Isabella Stickley. Um, those four really make the whole thing turn. Um, uh, McKay Hyatt and Isabella Stickley are some power outside hitters. Claire Morris easily just gets the ball up in the air for them to just pound. And then Abby K. Moore is a she's a beast at the at the front of the net. She is constantly blocking. Um, and then the other two starters are Sydney Bell Eubanks and Lily Kay. Both of them excellent on the serve. Um, the last game I covered for them, Sydney Bell Eubanks went on a 10-point serving Holy just cow. roll. Wow. Um, yeah, so... You don't see that often. Right, which is, is good that they have these six players because their one bench player is only Kate McElhaney, and that's the entire team. Yeah. So... Yeah. I, I was at their game at LOA, and uh, I, I saw their roster. I was like, well, LOA's deeper. Maybe that's going to... Play to their advantage, but man, the the Lady Spike Gators, right? Uh, they're not very deep, but they are talented. Every player you just mentioned is really, really good. One thing, I, I'm not a volleyball person. I don't really understand the ins and outs that well, but through what I've seen, the one thing I would say they have to work on is when they hit the ball unbelievably hard, just try and keep it in the field of play as opposed to the third row up. Other than that, if they can actually start converting 50% of their spikes, they're going to start whooping up on some opponents. Well, I mentioned I saw Gatewood in person. Another team that I got to see in person is the Nathaniel Green Academy Lady Patriots. Uh, unfortunately, they're off to a pretty rough start. They're 0-7 overall and 0-2 in their region. Uh, most recently, they traveled to Alleluia Community School on August 26th and uh, took a pretty tough loss there. They dropped the first set 25 to 8. Second set was 25-14 and 25-15 in the third set. So uh, a pretty rough start so far for them. Uh, they had a, a game Tuesday at their art tribal, John Hancock Academy. Uh, we do not have a final score of that one. Uh, it has not been uploaded to the uh, the GAPS website. That's their conference. And uh, don't even ask me what that stands for because I have no clue. Uh, I, I know what it is, but I can't remember it. Uh, so anyway, they were supposed to play that game. Uh, we do not have a score from that one. They played at Covington Academy yesterday, and Monday they traveled to Shiloh Christian Academy. And some of their best players that I've seen in one uh, match is uh, Kinsley Godby, uh, really, really tall physical presence. Uh, Jill Crumbly is all over the place, diving for the ball. 
Uh, she, she can keep pretty much any ball in play, and that's certainly a uh, big benefit, benefactor for uh, Gatewood. And Lauren Ellison's also pretty strong right at the, the net, too. So uh, they got some good players, just haven't been able to put together a complete performance so far, but uh, still got a little bit of time to get this thing rolling. Let's talk about Morgan County's volleyball team now. The Lady Dogs are 9-4 as a whole and 3-2 and across their area. Just took a couple of tough losses earlier this week uh, against Jackson County and Jefferson. Those are both region opponents, so that's a, uh, a really tough game, uh, a really tough couple of games there for them. That actually snapped a nine-match winning streak for the Lady Dogs. They were on quite a roll before that, but... Uh, just go show you how strong Jackson and Jefferson are this season. Uh, to learn more about the Lady Dogs, we're expecting to have a story about them inside next week's edition of Lake Oconee News. Uh, our associate editor, Leela Scoggins, actually covers them for me. Uh, so I can find a little bit of time to cover the other volleyball teams in our area uh, alongside Trevor here. and. Uh, so we'll have a, a much more in-depth update on them in next week's paper. But I've not seen them in person, so I can't speak too much to how well they're playing. But, man, 9-4 record, 9-game winning streak, not bad at all. Finally, Lake Oconee Academy's volleyball team is 2-7 and seven overall, and they carry a 1-0 record in the area. Uh, they were supposed to play a game September 3rd against Washington Wilkes. That is... Uh, one of their area opponents. We do not have a final score from that as of this recording. Uh, but those two wins came against Washington Wilts earlier this year. And Athens Christian, they were back-to-back, and then it was snapped the same night they defeated Athens Christian when they ran into those aforementioned Lady Spike Gators. And, uh, man, that was a heck of a match. Both teams really, really brought it. And uh, LOA hung, hung tough with them, but Gate was just a little too strong right now. They're on a three-match losing streak. Uh, coming into this recording, and uh, that dates back to August 22nd versus Gatewood in that game. On Tuesday, they play Alcove in Westminster, and uh, if you've ever seen any LOA volleyball game, you know Lauren Ely is a physical presence to be reckoned with. She's probably uh, one of their best overall players, as is Reese Williams, a really, really good server there, and Chloe Cosby. They're, they're kind of the main three, but really, you could list off every single girl on this team, and uh, they're they're all really really good, just like Gatewood. I mean, they matched up very well against each other, and uh, it was a fun match to watch. But uh, yeah, that's uh, the latest on Lake Country volleyball. And uh, now let's turn our attention to the gridiron. But as we said, we are going to be extremely uh, light on the Putnam County High School coverage this week. Uh, we did not have a reporter at last week's game at Temple, uh, but it was a 55-21 loss for the War Eagles. So. Really, really tough outing for them uh, as they are getting ready to host a pretty big game tonight, and uh, we'll talk about that in just a second. But first, I want to talk to you about Nathaniel Green Academy football, Trevor. The Patriots are up to 1-1 one and one this year. Uh, they took a week one loss, I believe it was 44-0, but last week they came back and hosted a game against People's Baptist and won 39-8, so a really, really good bounce-back game for them. And that was a region opponent, too, so they were 1-0 in the region. Very important game there. Uh, Logan Gentry scored three touchdowns during this game, so really uh, big breakout performance from him. He's always played well, but I don't, I can't recall him ever really turning it up to that degree before. So nice to see him get his due. He's a senior. He's been plugging along the last few years. 
Stephen Rickey played his first game back from boot camp, actually. He missed all of summer and the season opener. Uh, but he came back and recorded a pick six. So uh, he's he picked right up where he left off last year. He's a great <laughs> athlete, too. Uh, Ty Webb uh, played a little bit, but he, he didn't get too physically involved. He's dealing with a torn muscle. Uh, that's all I know about that. I'm not sure which muscle it is, but uh, he's nursing an injury. But uh, those three guys are, are sort of going to be their key players. They're still without Sean Brown, who broke his leg over the summer. He's hoping to be back fairly soon, and uh, we'll keep you posted on his status. But, yeah, really, really solid win for the Patriots as they improved to 1-1. One and one. Tonight they're hosting another game. They're going to take on King's Way, and uh, they'll be looking to make it two wins in a row. Well, Trevor, you've uh, been watching the Gatewood football team for the last few years. You've been here since preseason. Uh, how are they looking as a, as a group now? I know they're coming off a very, very tough loss down in Milledgeville against their, their most hated rival for the second year in a row, uh, if I'm not mistaken. How are they looking, and uh, how can they get back on wing page tonight? Right. As you mentioned, a – ugly loss to the Trojans you know it it hurts me to say that but um yes two years in a row luckily it wasn't as bad as last year at least so they got that going for (laughs) them um 37 to nothing loss um really what kind of stuck out to me though is the first half was them they just shot themselves in the foot first half they had a fumble on the second possession of the game gave John Miller's ball on the six their own 16 yard line so Obviously, Ahmad Faustin, the man's workhorse, oh, yeah. didn't take long for him to punch that in. And then, um, after trading a couple possessions, uh, John Millage blocks a punt on Gatewood's 25. Ahmad Faustin punches it in again. Um, they, like I said, that was kind of it in the first half. They held a Faustin to 42, uh, 42-ish rushing yards in the first half. Um, for them, and like Coach Ratliff said in, in the article, uh, he... Really was proud of his defense. Um, one of my key players that I've got this season, um, especially stood out during that game, James Williamson, senior linebacker that plays a little bit of tailback. The man flies around the football field. He's everywhere. Um, offense is kind of mostly where I see their key players coming from, though. Unfortunately, last week they didn't really do a whole lot, obviously. Um, but that being said, they were down three offensive line starters for various reasons. So um, tough loss, but things that I think can be easily rectified. Um, the biggest thing for them that I've noticed in these two games, though, uh, penalties. Their the penalties are killing them. They'll they'll stop they'll stop somebody um, for a loss and then net 15 yard gain with personal fouls and it's not even it's not even like uh holding or just kind of tic-tac it's it's personal fouls so stuff uh, that can very clearly be avoided right yeah. yes ex- just keep your composure i understand i i know the rivalry well i understand that's a heated matchup but there was a lot of personal fouls going on um so they hope this uh tonight they'll be traveling to trinity christian in dublin uh, that's a AAA school that Gatewood beat 43 to nothing last year. Um, Trinity is coming into the game 0-1. They lost last week to Brentwood, a AA school, 31 to nothing. So um, I, I personally see uh, Gatewood should be able to bounce back and move their record to 2-1. and um, But, yeah, that, that John Village loss is going to sting for a while. So I went and saw in person, I saw Battle of the Lakes, 
very heated rivalry in the area. But, Justin, you went and saw a different rivalry matchup between Greene County and Morgan. How'd that one go? Uh, it was a much closer game than I expected. If anybody's listened to our first two episodes this this uh, season, I have not been high on the Greene County Tigers. I'm a Greene County grad from <laughs> class of 2012. But uh, I, I had to tell you, I had to tell the listeners, you know, I, I see a team that lost a ton of seniors, including a truly gifted quarterback and some, some really good defenders. Uh, I saw them struggling, and I saw them losing this game. I think I picked Morgan by two or three touchdowns. Uh, I'm going to hedge a little bit and say that I was right because he lost by 13. Uh, <laughs> but it was it was a close game. Green led this thing, I believe, 15 to six at halftime, which shocked me. I'm not going to lie. I mean, Morgan, uh, for some background, Morgan was returning just about everybody. So two two teams in two totally different places as far as their rosters are concerned. But it was a really good game. Uh, Green scored a rushing touchdown early, and then Desmond Dunn hooked up with Demetrius Mitchell for a very long touchdown score to push Green ahead 15-6. to uh, The Green County sideline was rocking. The fans were going nuts. It was a, a pretty pretty thrilling atmosphere there for a minute. Uh, I say that Green came out and played well, and they did. They, they challenged Morgan, but a huge factor in this, big story coming out of this game, is that Trent Folds, the senior quarterback for Morgan, suffered a dislocated elbow on Morgan's first offensive play of the second quarter, and Green jumped all over that opportunity uh, and really, really took it to Morgan's offense. The offensive line for Morgan played terribly for the last 10 minutes of the second quarter, really porous, and they, they're an experienced group, and they were, uh, they were not playing like it for several minutes there. Uh, every drive they had after Folds went down stalled, uh, he's not the only. He's not the be all end all of that offense, and still they they completely shut down. I'm not sure still what happened if they were just shaken up by the injury or whatever the case may be. Uh, but finally, after the uh, after halftime ended, Morgan came back out and Cobridgett Lumpkin turned it up. He finished with 150 yards rushing, three touchdowns. So he was absolutely crucial to this win. Uh, the first touchdown was a throw from Folds to Robertson, but after that it was all. Co-Bridget Lumpkin, uh, and, and I mentioned Fold's injury. Uh, <laughs> injuries were kind of a big story this past week for Morgan because not only did he go down in the middle of the game, but Denver Laughlin, who's a three-year starter who plays wide receiver and safety, was injured late in practice last Wednesday. So they had two days to get somebody ready to take his place. And uh, really quickly, I'll mention those backups, but I've got a very in-depth story in this week's paper. If you want to hear more about this, definitely go check that out. But Elijah Reynolds stepped in and replaced Denver Laughlin and played very well. He recovered a late fumble, had a sack. Uh, just a really big performance for him in his first career start. And Pratt Spivey came off the bench and replaced Trent Folds right after he got hurt. And uh, he, he looked very shaky early. was just very uncomfortable. I mentioned how poorly the offensive line played. That directly affected Pratt. Uh, but in the second half, he settled in and played much better. He only attempted five passes, completed two of them. But uh, you, you played football a long time. You know quarterback position is a lot more than just throwing the ball. And he, he handled himself very well. Head coach Bill Malone sang his praises to me earlier this week. So uh, look for Pratt to get the start tonight. Uh, Trent is going to be out for a little bit. He's progressing well. Uh, they don't think it's too terrible an injury, which is great news, obviously. You never want to see one of our athletes get hurt, but uh, Pratt is going to get his first career start tonight. I'm interested to see 
how he does. I won't be there to see it in person, but uh, he plays. Uh, he's going to be with the Bulldogs as they play at Walnut Grove tonight. Uh, but I'm going to be with the Green County Tigers as they travel down to Eatonton and take on Putnam County. Two rivalry games in a row for the Tigers. So uh, it's an exciting time for them. I'm excited to see how they're going to bounce back from last week's game because they had it won at halftime, had a, the eight or nine point lead, and uh, just couldn't hold it. Morgan's team is so much deeper at, at every possession, at every position, and that definitely played out. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a fun night of Friday night football. Uh, Trevor and I are going to have you covered, and uh, I'm excited to see how our teams uh, rebound and, and keep this thing going in week three. All right, well, we are done with our Lake Country sports discussion today. Now let's talk about some higher-level football. That's right, folks. Football is completely 110% back this weekend as of Thursday night with the return of the National Football League. I don't know about y'all, but I'm very pumped about that. We got high school football, college football, and NFL all back now in our lives. And I want to ask you guys, before we start predicting some of this week's uh, NFL action, what is your excitement level with your favorite teams? And for those who may not know, we need to refresh your Will Petty's a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I love the Dallas Cowboys, hashtag feed Zeke. And Trevor, for some reason, is an Atlanta Falcons fan. So. Some things never change. <laughs> so I'll let, I'll let one of you take it from here. What, what's your excitement level around your team as we head into the 2019 season? Uh, you know, for Pittsburgh, it's a rebuilding year, but – in Pittsburgh, a rebuilding year is a wild card year, so you know we're not we're we're not that heartbroken. It's going to be interesting to see how we do without Antonio Brown and without Bell. You know, like officially without Bell. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think this is kind of. I'm hoping this is Roethlisberger's last or next to last year. I think it's about time we got some new blood, and hopefully that guy's name is not Joshua Dobbs. Oh, I, I don't think you have anything to worry about there. <laughs> Like, come on, let's let's tank a little bit and let's try to get Tua or Fromm or uh, who else could we get? Jalen, Jalen be good. Jacob Eason, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I mean, we, but, we, but let's get somebody. Yeah. We, we, That's we, gonna, all those names are going to take a little more than just a little tanking. Though. You're going to have to <laughs> play true. bad. That is true. <laughs> no wild card. No <laughs> wild card. Yeah. Well, 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 surely the Words card- out of my mouth. Well, surely the Cardinals aren't going to pick a quarterback the third pick in a row. <laughs> you never know. So there's one off our list. <laughs> they can always make another trade, you know. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think Cleveland's good. You know, I think that I don't have to worry yeah. about them. Uh, Oh, you will when you Steelers play it. Well, well, yeah. well, well, well I mean, as far as wanting a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, Cincinnati, yeah, I'm getting a little worried about them. They, they, It might be about time. Yeah. I, I don't even know what Baltimore's doing anymore. Lamar. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know <laughs> what they're doing. So, um, but overall, I'm, I'm not that excited. We're going to get destroyed. I'm sure we're going to talk about that later. We're going to get destroyed the first week, but <laughs> so be it. Falcons, uh... It's not so. It it feels weird. It's kind of feels like a rebuilding year, but it's just because we have so many players coming back from injuries. Um, I mean, Keanu Neal, Debo, Devontae Freeman. I mean, that's three huge playmakers that in the the year that we blew the Super Bowl <laughs> were key factors. So it's I'm I'm excited for um, all them being back and just see like the core of the team. Um, but at the same time, I don't know what to expect. <laughs> so it's it's interesting. Um, I thought the draft was good, though. I'm I'm really interested in the offensive line play. The offensive line has been terrible. Um, 
Caleb McGrary is he literally played in one game because of a heart condition or one preseason game because of a heart condition. So uh, the one game though, he was just manhandling people. So it, it's it's I'm thinking playoffs. Hopefully, deep run. I'm not feeling another Super Bowl run yet. Um, what about division? I think that it's going to be a toss up between the Saints and the Falcons. Okay, fair enough. I, I don't. Agree. I don't think the Panthers. There's a lot of hype around them from their, you know, twelve fans or whatever you said <laughs> you interacted with. But it. I don't. I don't. I'm not worried about the Bucks at all. They. They don't oh, know what yeah. they're doing. Um, well, I mean, Panthers fans are like people from Idaho. They. Do, they just don't exist. <laughs> Wait. So, <laughs> I, I, I generally think it's just going to be a toss-up between Falcons and Saints. Yeah, I agree. Uh, how about them boys? <laughs> My Lord. They, they took it to the limit on Wednesday, but finally they paid Zeke, and I'm so happy about that. Uh, in my opinion, he's the best tailback in the NFL. You can feel free to, to disagree all you want. You're wrong. I'm excited about this season. I'm cautiously optimistic that they're going to win the division. Um, again, I think if you look at the NFC East as a whole, this is probably the worst this division has been since I became a Cowboys fan, I don't know, 2006, 2007. Washington's not very good. The Giants might be the worst team in the NFL this year, especially now with the loss of Odell Beckham Jr. Um, really, I, I think it's a two-horse race between Philly and Dallas, but I think Dallas has the best defense between those two. Should warrant, should yield a uh, an NFC East championship. And after that, who knows? It's going to depend on what kind of role they get on. I'm excited to see... Travis Frederick returned from an injury or from a condition, I should say. I can't even halfway pronounce it, so I'm not even going to try it. Some kind of autoimmune disease. Uh, he's back and healthy. That's huge. Um, Kellen Moore took over as offensive coordinator. Will knows this. I wanted a long time for Scott Linehan to be fired as offensive coordinator, and finally they pulled the plug on that. Uh, he had a great year in 2016 and beginning. Thanks, Uncle Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Beginning with that playoff loss to the Green Bay Packers that they should have won and set up an NFC championship against Atlanta, which Dallas would have won, and went on to lose probably the Super Bowl to the Patriots, <laughs> just like the Falcons did. All right, well. um, ever since that night, Linehan was was on my hit list. I, I was not pleased with the way he called the offense, and uh, I felt like he was very predictable and uh, was not aggressive enough, and... Uh, I'm excited to see what Kellen Moore brings. He's never been a coordinator before, never been a call player, uh, play caller, I should say. So I'm I'm excited to see call what player. he's going to do. Call yeah, yeah, call player. Yeah, <laughs> friends. Band in high school. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, they they locked up Lyle Collins to a new contract. Jalen Smith as well. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence got his a long time ago, but that's a big deal. Uh, as I mentioned, Zeke, and as of this recording, no new deals yet. For Dak Prescott or Amari Cooper, but I'm I'm sure they're going to get that done. I don't see either of those uh, walking away, a la Le'Veon Bell. If Zeke didn't do it, those guys aren't going to do it. I don't think because I don't think they're on his level uh, at their position. Uh, and I'm excited to see the defense. So I think it's going to be a pretty good year. All right, let's talk about Week One. Uh, obviously, things kicked off last night with the with the Packers and the Bears, but uh, let's turn our attention toward because we don't know the score of it. Yeah, that's right. We're recording pregame for that. Uh, let's turn our attention toward uh, the 
Sunday action, and we're going to start with uh, Trevor's team, the Atlanta Falcons, but we're going to make him wait. Will they travel to the Vikings 1 o'clock on Fox? you like the Falcons, or do you think the Vikings have something for them? Well, I don't like the Falcons. <laughs> I, I just gave them an explanation of the four teams I hate, and uh, that, that's the hit or there. Um, it's go, I think there's going to be two factors. Number one, is Julio Jones going to play? I mean, we we don't know yet. I mean, I even I think he will. I think that he may go and show out and just prove why they need to pay him what he deserves. Because as much as I hate the Falcons, dude deserves bank. Right. I mean, he does. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Minnesota is a tough environment. Uh, fun fact, Vikings are my second favorite team after the Steelers. <laughs> so I'm definitely going for them. But, um, you know, I think with the Falcons being healthy and with – Freeman being back, if Jones plays with him and Ridley and Ryan having those targets, I, I think it's kind of hard to go against the Falcons here. So I'm going to say Falcons by seven. Now, if Julio doesn't play, that's a different story. I agree. I think Julio plays. Uh, I think they'll probably get a deal done uh, sooner than later. I know earlier this week, Arthur Blake said he was trying to get it done before this game. Uh, as of this recording, they got three whole days to get it done pre-kickoff, so we'll see how that plays out. Either way, Atlanta is a much better team. Trevor, you mentioned the guys returned from injury and the draft that they had. We all talked about it way back when. We felt like they had a really good draft uh, and filled some necessary holes on the team. Uh, and I think they're just a better team as a whole than Minnesota is. So I'm going to pick Atlanta a little more comfortably, though, 28-17. I've got them by 11. I appreciate it. <laughs> I don't get used to that. <laughs> I, mean, you just wait. I completely yeah. agree with the Falcons winning, but as a Falcons fan, I'm not comfortable with y'all's uh, scoring picks. I'm going 31-28 Falcons. Wow. But yeah. but I think it's it, it comes down to Matt Bryant proving why he came back. I completely agree without a shadow of a doubt, pay Julio. Absolutely, the uh, the Cowboys just paid all their people. They're still trying to pay more people. Pay Julio. It's it's it, your offense. I don't want to say revolves around him, but my final score prediction is thirty-one twenty-eight. And I think Matt Bryant hits a game winner. I hope it comes down to that. I hope it comes down to twenty-eight twenty-eight score, uh, or whatever the case would be for him to have to win it uh, in any theoretical situation. I hope he misses it. <laughs> the New York Giants travel to the Dallas Cowboys. I'm going to pick last. I'll let y'all start. Uh, is there any chance for an upset here, or is Big D going to roll? Giants, Cowboys? Yeah. Mm. Are we really discussing this? Like, hey, that's my team. We've got two big on here. All right. Well, uh, I guess one big thing for the Giants first is who's going to play quarterback? Is Eli going to play? Yeah, or are they gonna? Or are they gonna realize that Eli's old, and it's time to phase out and get like new blood, like you said, and give Daniel Jones. Do I think that was a great pick? No, no, I do not. Their savior, Daniel Jones, <laughs> but, former Duke quarterback, Daniel Jones. But I think that play. I personally think that they would. They'll do better if Daniel Jones plays, just because he's new. It's well, different. To lose. Yeah, try it <laughs> That's out. That's true. Um, Except 16 games. I mean, granted, you had their owner at the draft saying, well, I hope Eli plays great and Daniel never sees the field. Well, then why'd you pick him? What what good is that going to do you? So, I see the Cowboys big. I think Zeke, like you said, 
I think Zeke comes in, proves why they paid him his money, and make make sure that they know that it was well worth it. I do think that um, the Giants are going to be a little bit better on the receiving core without the Beckham drama. I mean, it's clear Shepard has to be the clear number one receiver right now for the team. And I think that he wants to prove his worth, and he wants to hold on to that alpha position. But, uh, y'all, we're talking about the Cowboys here. This is not going to be remotely close. It doesn't matter if it's Eli. It doesn't matter if it's Daniel. (laughs) Uh, You know, Barkley may be able to get a few first downs, might get a touchdown. But, I mean, I'm saying Cowboys by at least 25. I don't think there's any way the Giants receiving core is going to be better. Uh, OBJ is one of the most special receivers we've seen in a long time. I get what you're saying about the drama and maybe uh, the team's attitude and focus would be a little bit better. But let, let's let's give the man his due. He is an elite wide receiver. They're going to miss him on the field. Dallas's defense is really good. I think no matter which quarterback they play, they're going to have issues. Uh, the Giants will. Uh, Barkley's going to have a couple big runs, but – that offensive line is not going to be able to open up any kind of big holes. As a result, I think Dallas gets a lot of short fields, and uh, I think maybe they struggle a little bit with Kellen Moore finding his footing as the play caller or as the caller player, whatever I said earlier. Uh, but end of the day, Zeke is going to have a big game, I think. I think they're going to run him a lot and uh, pretty well dominate this game, or at least they should on paper. Dallas 24-7. to The Pittsburgh Steelers open at the New England Patriots on Sunday Night Football on NBC. Will uh, kind of spoil his prediction earlier, but uh, Trevor, what do you think about this? Do you think Pittsburgh has a chance? No. <laughs> no, I do not. Uh, I think the post-Killer B era is not going to bode well for the Steelers. Um, A.B. and Le'Veon Bell, granted, Le'Veon didn't play, but he was still, the possibility was there. So uh, I think Big Ben starts to show his age a little bit. Um, I, I agree what you said earlier. I think he's got one, maybe two more years. Uh, but I think this is just Tom Brady, Patriots all the way. Um, the system quarterback that is Tom Brady, it, it's it, him and Bill Belichick just are tough to beat, especially with the, the all the off, off-field, off-season movement that happened with Pittsburgh. I think Patriots big. I'm high on uh, Pittsburgh this year, probably higher than most people. I don't think they're going to win that division. I I think Cleveland's going to win that division. Uh, (laughs) But I think they're going to be much better than most people are probably expecting. They're not going to win this game, though. I think they'll they'll play tough uh, because what we've seen the last, I don't know, four or five seasons is New England struggle early in the first half of the season. Uh, we've come on here, I think, two years in a row, Will, and talked about, oh, is this the end of it? Are they are they finally done? Will we finally have another team take over? And then, of course, they flip the script and just take over in the second half. And I think that trend continues. But New England is just too good. There's too big of a talent disparity. Uh, Pittsburgh has a lot of question marks. I think they'll become a good team, but they're not going to be good at the game. It'll be close, but New England is going to win 17-14. Yeah, um, you know, this game is just going to be embarrassing. Um, <laughs> there's no other way to put it. Um, you know, I do agree with what y'all said. I think that uh, we will long-term find someone to replace Le'Veon Bell. In fact, we kind of have him right now. James Conner. James Conner. He's better. He's on my fantasy team. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, he's good. He's he's done good. Um, you know, I I think that that 
is a good band-aid for now. You might even call that being sewn up. But uh, you know, we have to find a number two for Schuster. I mean that that's what it, that's what it boils down to. You know, you can't be going in week in, week out and have them double teaming, you know, Juju because no one else can really step up to that other role. So that is what I'm really concerned about as far as that goes. But you know, you look at some of these teams that Steelers are gonna play later on. I mean, they got the 49ers, they got the Dolphins, they got the Colts. I mean, the the schedule works in their favor. So absolutely, wild card is destined for them. Um, but this game, I'm saying uh, Patriots by ten because I do think that they'll struggle in the first half. Well, uh, per recent tradition, we have a doubleheader on Monday night. I can't imagine setting up late, this late to watch two games in a row. But somebody Especially these two games. Yes, not very good games, but they are the inaugural Monday night games this year, so we'll talk about them really quick. The Houston Texans travel to the New Orleans Saints at 7-10 in the first game. I'll pick it really quick. Uh, I like the Saints. Uh, I think the Texans are going to be pretty good again this year. they got some question marks defensively, but... Man, Deshaun Watson is such a stud quarterback. They can do just about anything they need to on offense with him leading the way. Uh, but I think the Saints return a much stronger team. Uh, they, they made it deep into the playoffs, should have gotten farther. Uh, we won't talk about that, though. And uh, I think uh, the, the, the edge is going to be there for the Saints, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I think they're, they're motivated this season, knowing that they probably left some stuff to uh, – to uh, chance last year with the referees and left it in their hands instead of taking care of business themselves. And they're playing this in the Superdome. You can never count out the Saints when they're at home. I like them 27-14. Well, um, you know, I I think it's going to be a little bit closer. Uh, whenever I was saying, you know, why these games, I was really talking about the late, late game. I don't see anyone, That's true. I don't see anyone staying up until 10-20. Yeah, I'm not watching But, uh, as far as this game, I'm actually excited. I think that uh, you got two potent offenses going up against each other. Uh, I think the Saints have a better defense. But, you know, even with Houston's question marks on defense, they still have a solid line. They still have, you know, a relatively good secondary. And I think, honestly, it's all boiled down to the fact that it's in the Superdome. I mean, that that's why I'm going to go with Saints. But I'm going to say it's going to be something along the lines of like 27-24. Well, actually, I take that back. It's going to be higher because you've got – Really high scoring teams here, so let's go. Let's go thirty five thirty one. It's pretty close to. I was gonna say thirty five thirty eight Saints. Uh, I think. I think even though both defenses are strong, I think it's gonna be a shootout kind of. Um, not anything close to like a Kansas City Rams fifty five no. craziness that was last year's <laughs> offensive powerhouses, but. I do. I, I think, started golf that week, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I think it's going to be Saints. Um, I, I think they're just a more well-rounded team. I think, like I agree, I think Texans do have just a little bit more question marks throughout. Um, but I think Deshaun Watson kind of drags them through and keeps it close. Uh, plus, I need Will Lutz to do well for my fantasy. So. <laughs> Will 1L, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, is it with 1L? Yeah. How about that? We're we're few, but when you find us, we're talented. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, the Denver Broncos travel to the Oakland Raiders, who had a pretty fun offseason, I think. Uh, (laughs) That's one way to describe it. It's been fun to watch it play out. I know that. Uh, Antonio Brown is just... uh, Well, I told you last year, I think he's doing a heel turn. He made a full-on 
heel turn. He's been bought out by the million dollar man or something. I told you, Trevor, we like pro wrestling around here. <laughs> and that's a pro wrestling reference for you. I think we're three for three this year, uh, this season with pro wrestling references. Might as well call the Raiders the Nexus at this point. Ha, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like who, Who's the Brit leading them, though? Do they have one? They need to get a British guy leading them, and then they will be the. Don't next. they have an Australian punter? I don't know, but right now they're the new Nexus. There we go. There we go. There we go. Okay. Slater, though. That's the question. <laughs> I don't know, but he's got kids. I'm sure. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, yeah, Antonio Brown. Uh, this actually broke right as we were meeting here. He is expected to be suspended for getting into some kind of an argument with their general manager. He got fined for. Uh, what was it, missing part of training camp and missing a practice all over this stupid helmet drama. So they're going to be without him the way it looks. That's not official. But uh, end of the day, who you guys think is going to win this game? Broncos. Was there ever any question? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I know you got the elite Joe Flacco leading this team to victory here, but I mean, there. I just I don't see the Raiders. Doing anything. I don't think they're going to be much better than last year. I think Gruden's a little overrated. Pardon me for not thinking that. But, uh, you know, I, I honestly think this is going to be a blowout. I'm going to say along the lines of like 34 to 10. Holy cow. I just, I, I do think the Broncos are good. Uh, they beat the Falcons in the preseason. <laughs> I, 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 well, I, I, everybody I, beats the Falcons. That's <laughs> the. the it's just history. You know, that's just how it works. Preseason, we suck. Oh, fair enough. But y'all do it in regular season, too. That's true. <laughs> um, but no, I, I, I'm giving it to the Broncos. I think that they're going to come back a much stronger team than they have in the past couple years. Uh, Raiders are looking weak. Uh, Trying to think who else is in that division. Uh, Chargers, they're questionable. So, I mean, it's really Broncos and the Chiefs. I know the Chiefs have got it in the bag, but I, I think that uh, Broncos are going to be a steady second that might even be looking at a playoff contention. Wow. Um, yeah, I'd be shocked to see that. I came in today expecting to pick Oakland to win 20-14, to 14, and then this A.B. news kind of changed that because I, I think he's, whenever he gets to play and just puts all this drama behind, yeah. I think he's going to play pretty well. Uh, there was once upon a time I considered him the best wide receiver in football. Uh, I, I I think John Gruden did a good job building up this team the last couple of years with uh, the draft picks. Yeah, he looked nuts in the beginning, but I think Oakland's going to be a little bit better than most people probably expect. It sounds like I think they're going to be better than you'd expect. Uh, I still think they're going to win this game. Denver's got a ton of questions. Look, Joe Flacco, he's, he's better than what they've had the last few years. Probably the best quarterback they've had since Peyton Manning, but he ain't that good, okay? Uh, give me Peyton Manning on his last leg, whichever season that was, over this guy. Well done. Um, <laughs> give so, me Tebow over that guy. <laughs> hey, Tebow was a winner. Okay. Uh, anyway, I, I think Oakland wins a close one. I think it's going to be uh, a, a game that features a lot of offense because both these defenses have so many question marks. and Probably going to be a sloppy game, too. I'll pick them 24-20. I'm saying Broncos 21-14, and it's going to be boring. I think it's just going to be one of those games where it's like, wow, these two teams need to just go back to preseason and keep trying because <laughs> it's. I just don't. I don't. The, the all, all the off season stuff with AB and the Raiders and hard knocks and all that stuff. I just. I don't know how that's helping them move on to whatever they're trying to achieve. <laughs> well, let's, let's ask the bigger question here. 
what B-list celebrity is going to join Hank Jr. and sing the Monday Night Football song? Is 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 Bo Cephas back? Is he? I don't know. I thought he was back. I I honestly care nothing about Monday Night Football unless the Cowboys are playing. That's the only time I ever watch it. You know, you know my Monday Night commitment. I, I, I think one year to have Florida Georgia line helping oh, them out. Oh god! And I was just like, <laughs> that, that, oh god! That, so I, I've intentionally now started waiting until midway through the. First quarter to yeah. even think about turning it on. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We need to check some prop bets on that, I guess. For real. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, college football returned a couple weeks ago. And uh, Trevor's new, so we got we to haze him a little bit about this. Well, this guy's a Georgia Tech fan. Can you believe that? I mean, Bless God. your heart. I'm a glutton for punishment. <laughs> who, who, who in their right mind would cheer for the other thing? No, I'm kidding. Uh, they played pretty well last week, actually, early. Right. Um, Very early. Then, then Clemson's depth really showed. <laughs> um, and I, I briefly mentioned this last week. I think they're going to win probably five to seven games, eight maximum. They're they're going to be they're going to be okay this year. I I personally am not. I thought they played well. It's kind of what I expected. They picked off Trevor Lawrence twice. That's basically a win. I I <laughs> I'd say once. The second one was into the first half. Just yeah. heave it down. So I. I credit him with one real turnover. Um, well, at least he's humble. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, like you said, I was I was pleased with what I, what I saw. Um, obviously, against Clemson, you can't really go into it with very high expectations. Yeah. But the one thing that I came out of that game not very happy about is we don't have a quarterback. We have three, and don't use any of them steadily. Like um, Tobias Oliver. By far, looked like the most athletic. But if we're trying to get rid of the triple option and you know just trying to run the ball every play, then why do we not put in somebody that can throw the ball? <laughs> um, or recruit a runner. <laughs> yeah, uh, Lucas Johnson did not look good. He, I think, he attempted four passes and uh, none of them broke a cheerleader's nose like Ian Book. But <laughs> he was probably pretty close. Um, James Graham looked good though. Redshirt freshman. I think I think he's gonna be the guy moving forward. Um, but against USF, that was a, a shootout last year. Um, 49-38 USF. Well, USF looks like trash this yeah. year. Te- yeah, Tech's going to pull away and win that. We're not predicting that game, but Tech's going to yeah. pull away and win Strong that. might be gone after this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, That's right. It is Charlie Strong's team. Right. right. I totally forgot about that. Um, but in a, in a game that was a shootout last year, I don't see it being. They got smacked by Wisconsin yeah. at home. Um, I don't. Yeah, I, I, you know, I. It's a. Uh, I think Tech people are going to have to go into this season with not too high of expectations, but I do think we can compete more than people are giving us. Oh, up. they can do anything <laughs> <laughs> except beat Georgia. Yep. Uh, the the whole Corvette thing. They just he's got to get recruiting up. That's all. That that'll take care of itself. It's just going to have to be a, a wait-and-see thing. Uh, other other places in week one produced some amazing, amazing storylines. <laughs> Georgia State, man. Come on, go Panthers. Go. They're the best football team in Atlanta, and I'm including the Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. I wish I could have seen that entire game. I saw the last – I saw a little bit of it. Well, I think the best part of it was the Vol Navy had a ship catch on fire <laughs> before yes. the game started. That was just symbolic of what that was, was going to happen. That there. was quite a big omen for sure. 
So, yeah, talk about Georgia State. They go, they get paid almost a million dollars to go into Tennessee. Just shock Vol Nation. And then leads to two players quitting the program because they got beat. (laughs) That's awesome. You know who I bet is very happy about it, though? Butch. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Miss me yet? I mean, him and his beloved trash can. I mean, they, they were champions of life, man. And now they're losing to Georgia State at home. I, I mean, who won two games last year? Yeah. Yes, Georgia State. Yes. <laughs> All seriousness, this could be this a is why we need relegation. <laughs> <laughs> this could be a program changing game for Georgia State, though. I mean, they're, they're going to get a bump in recruiting. I think they're not going to get five stars or anything like that. But they're they're, they're going to improve. They'll compete this. in Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Hugh Remember, Freeze. this is the same Georgia State team that lost to Tennessee State, wasn't it? Or was it? Or was it Kennesaw State? I don't watch Georgia State football. <laughs> no idea. Uh, Hugh Freeze made his long-awaited and anticipated return to coaching from a hospital bed. What was that all about? Because I didn't get to see that game. So did you get to see that, Will? Because I know you and I were messaging about that at one point, but I, I didn't get to watch any of that. I saw I saw a picture of, I assume, their fill-in head coach walking off and like giving a thumbs up, and he was giving a thumbs up in the, in the box, which was just an amazing visual. See, I thought it was him giving a thumbs up to the opposing team. Yeah, Maybe I thought, did. I don't I thought it was the opposing I don't, team. I, like I said, all I saw was the picture, so I don't know the context. No, I, think, I think the best thing I saw all weekend after, after Tennessee. Sure. And... Hugh is a close, close uh, third on this. South Carolina, North Carolina. Oh yeah, <laughs> North Carolina is up. They got this game in the bag, right? Fourth down. Let's kneel it. With ten seconds left in the game, on fourth down, they kneel the ball and give South Carolina one more chance to come and back and win this game. I did not know that. And it wasn't, it wasn't even like they were on the North Carolina 20. No, they no. were on their own, like, 35. Oh, my. I did not know that. Yes. And took a knee. And uh, Mac Brown had his head set off. He was, you know, oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> he called that play. Like, that's what he wanted them to do. This guy won a title. That's <laughs> <laughs> a national championship winning coach. Oh my goodness! I did not know that. I knew they won the game, but I, I didn't know they tried to give it away at the end. Holy and, and, cow! And in the interview at the end, he, that was great. That was great. He's like, he's, he's like, we made so many mistakes, but so real quick, uh, uh, Trevor, you have a tie to Auburn, so I know they were uh, focus a focus of you for week one. Uh, Bo Nix looked pretty pretty good. I was impressed. For a true freshman to come in and lead a comeback like that, I thought he did pretty well. Um, I I still think this is Gus's last year, the Gus bus. I think think he's done no matter what. That's... uh, my brother goes to Auburn. That's kind of the grumblings around campus and sure. uh, alumni um, that it doesn't. Even if he wins it all, they're gonna move on. Huh. They, okay, that's kind of what I've heard. So, but I, I thought, think they should. I, I, I agree. <laughs> um, but I I was very pleased with what I saw. I thought Bo Nix did a great job. Um, I mean. But you have to talk about the the Oregon wide receiver that just completely shook off. <laughs> the Auburn DB and stepped over him in the end zone. Yeah. Tyron Lue like <laughs> that was that was that was a sight. That was interesting. Uh, Oregon looked great for most of the game. Should have won by at least a couple of touchdowns. 
My fear is that Auburn has failed whatever, and Will saw me post this the other night. My fear is they failed whatever kind of lucky charm they had in 2013. We don't need to see. I don't need to see that again. Because no. uh, I swear to God, if they beat Georgia on some kind of fluke crap, I am going to be highly perturbed. We don't need a repeat of that. I hope this is a, a one-time thing to excite you know, War Eagle Nation, whatever they call themselves. Um, and, and I hope Load once... Load up on that Wahoo. I hope once they start playing some more legit teams that they are done. But, man, Oregon, you, you got to take advantage. That, that would have been a huge win for them. Would have put them in the top ten, and if they take care of business later, could have had them in the, the Final Four discussion. And uh, at this point, that's not going to happen most likely. But Could have had a, a, a good look for the Pac-12, yeah. which still does not have yeah, one. Absolutely. All right, so let's let's predict a few games here. This first one's going to be easy, but it's Georgia, so we got to talk about it. <laughs> Murray State comes to Athens on the afternoon, where Vince Dooley will have his name attached to the field at Sanford Stadium. Trevor, I know you're going to be rooting against Georgia, but how badly do you think the dogs are going to roll over Murray State? Steamroll, not even close. Like 55, maybe they'll give up a field goal if they're putting in people from the stands. So, <laughs> I'm, going, I'm, I'm talking 55-point win. Whoa, now, we're not a <laughs> yeah, we're not We're not tweeting and asking for a kicker. Like, was that was that Texas a Well, no, they're the home of the 12th man. Oh, yeah, that's true, that's true, that's true. Yeah, I think Georgia wins big. Uh, I think we're going to see Kirby Smart do what he always does, and uh, just like he did this past week, establish an early lead and sort of back off a little bit. So I don't think they're going to get too, too crazy. Uh, I got them winning 41-14. I think they'll give up a couple garbage touchdowns. Um, Georgia looked great against Vanderbilt. I don't know what some of the fan base is smoking. I don't know how you feel about this, Will, but there are a lot of folks just so upset about that. You beat an SEC team on the road first week of the season by 24. You ain't got much to complain about. We'll see. I think uh, – hold on, hold on, hold on. I think the biggest thing they got to fix is third downs. They're one for seven there. Got to clean up the penalties. They had 10 for 113 yards. The receivers didn't look great. We talked last week, Will and I did, about the the, uh, the players who left for the NFL. They got some work to do there. And so I hope they, they dial up the pass a little bit more often the next couple weeks as they get ready for Notre Dame. Uh, but Georgia's going to win this easy, and I think they're going to settle some nerves from – the rest of the fan base. I think they'll be completely dominant start to finish, and uh, we'll get ready to look for next week against another cupcake. Well, you know, there's a few things I disagree with. I think, number one, the reason why everybody was so upset with how Georgia performed was just how horrible the rest of the division performed. Oh, yeah, the SEC East looks horrendous. Right. I mean, Kentucky had a struggle win with some Ohio community college. I know Kentucky played, okay? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Missouri lost to Wyoming. Yep. Um, They were up in Wyoming, drew a bull, no man could ride, you know? That's true. (laughs) (laughs) That's your Garth Brooks reference of the week. Um, You know, and I guess it, you know, quite frankly, for the SEC, it might be Midnight Cinderella. (laughs) <laughs> um, but uh, you know what I did like is I think Robertson is clearly our number one receiver guy yeah. this year I mean I think there's no doubt in anyone's mind he looks very impressive um, I'm happy with Zeus not as happy as I was going to be but uh, 
I think that one thing that I saw Georgia do wrong that just needs to get rectified immediately is we we can't fumble the ball. That is we, true. We need to hold the ball. I'm yeah. more concerned about maintaining possession than I am the penalties. I'm more concerned about maintaining possession than I am about incomplete passes. Like, run, hold on to the ball. Because you know what? I don't care. I know it's SEC East and we're doing bad, but you, you fumble two times against Florida. I mean, yeah. that, that, that game might be a struggle win suddenly. So, um, overall, I was happy with Georgia, but I do think that there's clearly some kinks that need to be worked oh, yeah. out before uh, Notre Dame because we we can't be fumbling. And but I, I do like I said I do think we found our main receiver this year. I think the schedule this year sets up Georgia beautifully. Yeah, you maybe would like to have one of these cupcakes a little bit later in the year, but they get three they get three straight games against easily beatable opponents to kind of identify some of these areas and have the opportunity to work on before Notre Dame comes to town. I think that's a huge boost. And then we get a break before the championship with Georgia Tech. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a couple of bye weeks there. Uh, but, yeah, I think Georgia, a lot of room for improvement, but pretty solid win to open the season. All right, a couple of interesting games for once. Number 12, Texas A&M travels to number one, Clemson, Saturday at 3.30. Trevor, who you got? Clemson. But I think it'll be close. I don't, I don't think it's gonna be uh, the Trevor Lawrence show though. I think Travis Etienne. Yeah, however you present. I think I said that, that right. sounds right to me. <laughs> Close enough. Etienne, I think. Um, I think that. I mean, he. I actually have now what he did uh, against Tech somewhere. Uh, Two hundred five yards on twelve carries. Yeah. I mean that. I I think that he's gonna be the factor that, uh, for this week um, against Texas A&M. I, I'm i not saying it's going to be a blowout by any means. I think Clemson wins close, uh, maybe 28-21, something like that. Um, but I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that matchup. See, I agree. I'm thinking Clemson by seven. Um, I don't think the running game is going to be that strong as I think Jimbo's going to have his boys prepared. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, when it comes to just you know stout defenses, Texas A&M is going to be able to stop the run. Um, I think Lawrence is just going to go to the air, and that's ultimately what's going to do it. But I don't think it's going to be anything like last year at Kyle Field. I think the home field advantage being in Death Valley is really going to help uh, Clemson a lot. Uh, but, you know, I think in a few weeks when we talk about Bama going to Kyle Field, that's going to be a whole different discussion. Yeah, I agree. I think Clemson's going to win. Uh, Texas A&M is going to be the best team with a bad record by the end of this season. I mean, that's that, such a crazy bad schedule. And, and if maybe if it was year three or four of the Jimbo era, they might have a chance of getting through this. But they don't. They, they could possibly upset Clemson. But I feel like the Tigers are just too, too complete. They've got some questions uh, on the defense, particularly the defensive line after all those graduates are gone. But I think uh, – this will be a close game throughout the first half, and then after that, Clemson's going to start imposing itself and pulling away. It will not be another thriller like last year. Uh, if for no other reason, then, yeah, Kelly Bryant played well in that game. Clemson might have lost with a lesser quarterback, but they might have won bigger if Trevor Lawrence had been playing that game. And they got him this time around. He's got a, a full season under his belt. Well, not full season, but several games under his belt. He had a, a, a warm-up game against a lesser opponent. Saw some things he needs to fix there. He's going to be uh, ready to bring it in this game. And I think this is where he will 
take the first steps toward probably a Heisman race. He didn't put up Heisman numbers last week. I don't think this is his uh, breakout moment if he's able to get going. I like Clemson 38-17. So what you're saying was uh, last year when A&M and Clemson played, Trevor Lawrence was on the NXT roster, and now he's on Raw. <laughs> That's right. He's All been right. called up. Gotcha. <laughs> and he is, he is the universal champ. Finally, number six, LSU, travels to number 10, Texas. This will be a 7.30 game on ESPN. I'm really interested to see the direction this discussion goes because I know how I feel about LSU, but I want to hear what, what you guys think about the uh, Bayou Bengals. Well, I, I've i already said it. I've, I said it last week. I don't think Alabama's in an SEC championship. I think it's LSU. I think that they're going to be able to go. I think they're going to upset them in Tuscaloosa. And I think they got plenty of other opportunities to really impose their will. I mean, look what they did to Georgia Southern like last week. I mean, granted, it's Georgia Southern. Yeah, I thought you'd be sarcastic, but <laughs> but you, but well, given the rest of the struggle wins that the conference looked like, look at Arkansas, Portland State. You know what? Yeah, I will say it. Well, LSU, it's Arkansas. Okay, Arkansas absolutely unequivocally sucks. Okay, but what I'm saying is, I would argue that Georgia Southern—they're better than Georgia State. They're well, yeah. They're better than Wyoming. They're better than um, Memphis. I don't know about any so of you know, I, don't I, I about any of those. So I think that they'd been a strong showing in week one. They saw how weak the rest of the conference was looking. It's like okay, we'll show y'all how it's done. We're not going to be the laughing stock like the rest of y'all. And uh, I think that they're going to keep going that way. Now with Texas, Texas ain't back. Um, they're still overrated. They're still going to be handing the Big 12 championship off to Oklahoma. Um, they're not a playoff team, you know, maybe in a couple years. Uh, is this an exciting game early on? Yes. Uh, you know, the fact that it's in Austin, that is a big thing as well. But um, I just think LSU's too good. And I think there's only one Big 12 squad that can beat SEC opponents week in and week out right now, and that would be Oklahoma. Texas, no. I just, I don't think so. Week so. in and week out. Well, I'm saying if they were playing, okay, put Oklahoma in like the SEC East. All right. I think they would be number two to Georgia. Uh, sure. But week in and week out, I, I don't know about that because they, 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 if they hadn't started so hot against Houston, that would have looked more like a struggle win. I think Houston's I mean, Jalen Hurts had. Probably the best performance of any individual performance of anybody. Maybe ETN, you could argue, was better. But I think Hertz has his name at the top of the Heisman list, which, as you heard me say last week, is a surprise to me. He looked awesome. And then afterward, he looked like they had lost the game. He's like, I got to get with my boys. <laughs> and, and he's coming from the best team in college football, uh, the most well organized program era in college football history with Nick Saban. They got a lot of question marks at Oklahoma. I know we're not talking Oklahoma, but I, I take big issue with, with with the claim that they could just steamroll the SEC. Well, I'm not saying they that. they could possibly even lose to Florida because Florida knows how to play defense and get turnovers. I don't know. I, I completely disagree. Well, I'm saying maybe in years past with a more dynamic quarterback. I know Hertz was great. We got to see him against better teams though. There, no way. I'm not saying no steamroll. I'm saying compete. I think they could compete week in oh, and week okay. out. Okay. Well, that ain't what I, did, I, didn't say, I didn't mean steamroll. <laughs> 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 right. Right. 
<laughs> well, I'm saying that had the possibility of the beads. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, 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 I agree with that. I mean, because yeah. I, I would say even the SEC West, I would say they would have no problem with Arkansas. They would oh, have no well. problem with Ole Miss. <laughs> they would have no problem with um, who else? Mississippi State. Mississippi State. Yeah. And I would after say, that they'd have to compete. Uh, yeah, and I would say that they may go two and two. That's what I'm saying. Okay. okay. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, and how <laughs> That's not what you said. And, and how many teams outside the SEC can you say that about? That's true. That's true. So, Texas is not one of those teams. Texas is going to get steamrolled by LSU. It'll be close for three quarters, but by the end of it, LSU's going to you know, put the pedal to the metal, and I will say it's going to be about a 17-point game, and I'll send none. <laughs> Go ahead. Well... <laughs> Uh, and the SEC, it just means more. That's their motto. That's what they say. I think that holds true. I think LSU wins. Watch Georgia State. I'm not. <laughs> I'm that not. Is true. Yeah, they play to their competition. Oh, I'm not. I'm not feeling a 17 point difference though. Um, I think actually, kind of interesting. When I was at school in Ohio, Joey Burrows was still the uh, an Ohio State quarterback. And so when I was up there, there was one game, I don't even remember which quarterback it was, but their quarterback got hurt at Ohio State. People talked about Burroughs was going to come in. So I've actually heard a lot about Burroughs before he ever even got on the field because obviously he never played at Ohio State. He had multiple injuries, whatever. I, after watching him and hearing all this stuff about when he was at Ohio State, I think he's a really good quarterback. I think that he'll be able to lead his team. Um, for I think it might be close for about three quarters, and then I do feel like LSU pulls away at the end, but not not in a seventeen point blowout kind of fashion. I think it'll be more of they take the lead and kind of trade points back and forth. Um, I'm thinking maybe like twenty seven, twenty one, something like that. Um, but I, I I think this is probably the most exciting matchup for this coming week. We'll see. Football. We'll see. All I'm saying is it's one forty one. On Thursday, September 5th, 2019, and Texas still sucks. <laughs> Boy, LSU has y'all duped. <laughs> Come on, man. This is oh, this is just like Georgia fans every year. This is our year. We got Bama this time. No, you don't. LSU's offense is not going to get it done against these better teams. I think the fact that it's a Big 12 team, yeah, they're going to they're gonna get some big yardage. For sure, but they're they're not gonna do anything remotely close to what they did last week against that team from Statesboro that nobody cares about. Look, Texas is good. No, they're not as good as Oklahoma. No, they're not as good as they played against Georgia because I still argue Georgia absolutely checked out after they missed the college football playoff and didn't care one lick well, we already knew that. about that sugar bowl. And I think that's got a lot of people overhyping Texas. But Texas is good. Sam Ellinger is a great quarterback. He's ten times the quarterback Joe Burrow is. I'm going to put it out there. Joe Burrow threw, what, five TDs last week? He's not going to do that against legit competition. LSU last season had the chance to do some big things. You think they're going to upset Bama and Bryant-Denny when they got shut out against Bama at home in Dead Valley? No way whatsoever. LSU is going to do just like it always does. It's going to look good for the first half of the season. It's going to maybe beat one team it shouldn't beat possibly this week. I'm not saying they're they are guaranteed to lose this one. And then they're going to finally run into these stouter opponents in the SEC West, such as Alabama. 
I'm even going to say such as Auburn, the way Bo Nix played Saturday night. They are going to struggle when they get into the heart of the schedule. And I think this year that bubble is going to burst a lot quicker than it did last year. This will not be a repeat of LSU's win over Georgia, uh, where where Georgia was probably the favorite team going in. And, and maybe you look at this and say LSU's hot coming in. They're, they're probably going to steamroll Texas. Not going to happen. I got the horns 28-14. P.S. If this is Austin, Texas is back. They're going to roll. They're not going to win the Big 12. Oklahoma's a better team. But I think Texas is going to do some big things before they run into Oklahoma well, this we, year, beginning with an upset of LSU. Well, I don't think I'm going to wipe, man. I'll tell you what. We're we, we, we going to go in there to Austin, man. We're going to go in there. We're going to run a tough. We're going to run down their neck, man. We're going to go out there. We're going to get lead five touch there, man. Like, we're going to do something football. That's what we're going to do, go Tigers. <laughs> Guest speaker, Ed Orger. <laughs> We gonna be safe, dude. <laughs> I don't. Oh, no, no, <laughs> I don't see that at all. It's gonna be Georgia Bama once again. We'll see. Yeah, you, you will see. LSU over Alabama. Yes. At Bryant Denny. No way. Maybe if Tua's hurt. Maybe if Judy's hurt. Well, now, now if it, if if it comes down to field goals, we all know that Bama's probably gonna lose. Yeah. But I don't think it'll be that close at all. Y'all just wait. <laughs> oh boy, I will not hold my breath <laughs> No Alright, well it's going to be a fun weekend of football Either way you go, either way these games turn out And uh, I'm excited about watching it all unfold And uh, we appreciate all of you tuning in to this week's episode uh, Trevor and I are going to have you covered on Lake Country football coverage tonight And uh, we'll be back next week with another episode And hope to see you then Good times Thank you for listening to Any Given Friday, the official podcast of Lake Country Sports. Check back next week for another brand new episode.